listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut, but homosabi looking at me for the face down, with Mac 11 even boom from the base down, scheming, and let me tell you about my life, painkillers only put me in the twilight, where pretty pussy your vigilance is the highlight, I tell my mama I love her, but this is what I like, lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy, tell them all to come and get me, give me everything I sold, so my karma come in heaven, and, <clears throat> so my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearing for my record, so my record, then my motherfucking gang sign stands silent for the record, uh, tell the world I know it's too late, boys and girls i think i gone crazy downs in this down inside my vices all day won't you please believe when i say when you know hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and karen you all right over there yeah sorry you sure yes all right uh we are live on <laughs> no i'm sorry i was looking at the browser and i was like did i use the right browser oh maybe that's why i went to the other thing i don't know karen it looks good to me i don't know okay we're live on a monday uh you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is wait what did i say bullet ball extreme yeah sponsored mm-hmm it is sponsored <laughs> that's right guys it's sponsored by somebody sponsored by a very sexy sponsor adamandeve.com <laughs> it's time to spice it on up y'all okay they're gonna be calling y'all the spice girls it's gonna be so spicy this summer summer spice i say they want you to spice spice adam and eve trying to spice you up in the bedroom okay they are trying to get your bedroom popping flavorful zesty even um what they're trying to do is give you 50 percent off of one item when you go to adamandeve.com all you got to do just load up on an item and you'll be dropping loads just go to adamandeve.com pick any one item it could be a sexy new piece of lingerie it could be uh some handcuffs it could be um anything you guys pick but you go ahead and get that and then on top of the one item they're gonna give you free stuff what kind of free stuff 10 tantalizing free gifts i'm talking sexy items for all of y'all one for him something for her and a third item you'll and both enjoy yeah him her them they them i say Come you on. mix it up don't let adam and Eve tell you what to do Mm-mm. you once you own it it's yours to put it on whatever you want okay everything likes being vibrated for what i hear from what i hear too uh but yeah go ahead and do that and then they'll also give you six free spicy movies and free shipping that's tbgwt offer code when you go check out at adamandeve.com that's all you gotta do to get all this free shit tbgwt at adamandeve.com get your uh your free item half off get your free shipping get your six spicy movies get your free gifts that's what i'm talking about all right let's get into the show so all kinds of stuff happening on the show i don't even know where to start to be honest with you um oh we did watch some stuff over the weekend we did uh so i think the first thing that everybody would be happy to hear that we watched uh was beyonce's brand new 
uh netflix special uh we didn't get a chance to watch it on wednesday when it came out we've been busy as you guys have probably noticed we have been very busy um so we knew we would probably get to watch it this weekend uh shout out to chris uh we were on movie trailer reviews our net podcast then sandy check mm-hmm. um so that's out we so we didn't get to watch it saturday because of that and then we woke up sunday morning and got information <laughs> i do wonder what we could possibly say that has not been said by everybody already (laughs) you know to be honest with you i mean we watched it a little later than everybody right which is funny because beyonce so like five days um and i don't know what we're gonna say that's any different from what the fuck y'all heard other places um but it was an amazing experience Mm -hmm. uh karen i know you said you wanted to talk about this so i'll let you go first yeah i do um i actually was i stayed up and watched uh coachella that she did uh last year and because i'm on the east coast this shit didn't start to like ridiculous one two in the morning or some shit like that so i was up half the night i took a nap and when you watch it through coachella you got one experience but uh and with the coachella you only seen the first show you didn't see the second show um and so for me to watch it again with different camera angles and things like that it just gave it a whole different experience oh yeah um i have a lot to say but i just don't want to step on your toes and i Mm -hmm. don't want to uh go ahead oh hold on my mic something's going on my mic okay i fixed it uh i have a lot to say but i won't step on your toes with it and i want you to be able to get all your things out as a uh, black woman <laughs> um, you know i'll stop you and chime in okay all right um so of course the first thing that stuck out to me is the same thing that always sticks out sticks out whenever she does just about anything is this woman is a marketing genius um yes, she is. i don't think people really understand how epic it is that she went to coachella and she could have and i think in an alternate universe where this happened on earth 2 or whatever they're still just as happy as us but she could have just went there and gave us like her formation world tour performance and being just fine no one would have been mad no one would have felt shortchanged. no one would have felt they owed anything they would have said yeah okay like as beyonce uh, she's been doing an elaborate show she's been touring she's just coming off a pregnancy um cool i'm just glad she came to coachella you know but she didn't do that did she she is the first black woman to ever headline it and none of us knew about all this extra shit we knew she was going to perform i don't know what the fucking ndas are i don't know if it's wizardry i don't oh, oh yeah if you're around her you can't say nothing i don't know if it's the same sorcerer that uh puts the spell of levitation on her hair during the during the shows <laughs> come on i don't know who is like are they selling these things in blood we didn't know there's not just netflix special right we didn't know that we didn't know <laughs> that there was um an album <laughs> like we didn't even know any of this shit um and so you get the documentary and you get the album and supposedly it's a three uh like a three 
thing deal with beyonce mm-hmm. for netflix for 60 million dollars mm-hmm. because she was gonna do hbo and netflix was like oops we got her we got no oh, excuse me she made netflix work for her i'm not Netflix. she made coachella work for her in a way that i just don't think people understand like you gotta think about this dozens of people if not more at this point maybe it's hundreds i don't know about that much about coachella but all these people have graced the stage before her mm-hmm. headliners have headlined before her nobody made it work for them like this i don't even know what the deal is with coachella and what other stars negotiated as for, not money wise but as far as having the right to take your show and then monetize it for yourself other places like i'm sure at most festivals like coachella they would be like well that performance happened here we own that you know what i mean but whatever she signed she's like no then i'm gonna sell this shit for me and then i'm gonna make a documentary for me and then i'm gonna put it out for me and get paid for that shit right and it's actually still a big ass promotion for you right so that's the first thing i would notice is just that um she went to coachella was bigger than coachella and made coachella do the work for her like you know I was every and, and and i think what's funny is her performance initially was so memorable as i was watching the special i, I was like i know which song coming next i know uh when she said ain't that a, uh ain't that about a bitch i like it's just you know like you just notice certain shit like at least from the the one performance you saw on youtube the other thing coachella um she she made it so that hey look one weekend everybody gets to see my performance free right but she did two performances Mm -hmm. and some people saw the second one some didn't i heard it was on youtube if you saw it live maybe whatever um i heard also it wasn't on there but people found a way whatever that was the two different performances which other people have done outcast did it right we woke up late in the morning and saw Mm -hmm. that shit right early in the morning um no she thought of a way to seamlessly edit those two performances together to give you a dynamic like it felt like a magic show for the ed- like the editing has to be up for some sort of award i don't know right. and, and you know what i was watching it and i was like she edited this shit better than some fucking movies right like we watch movies and i've it was like i've never seen it just that flawlessly because at first i was like okay does she have a, a, a ninjutsu for color because it was like pink yellow pink yellow pink yellow and the way it was changing the movements were actually still flowing so i thought at first okay i know she did two shows but am, am i losing it oh she's going back and forth between the shows right and um i can see this is gonna be one of those segments but i didn't think i had a lot to say but i have a lot to say oh yeah oh so, yeah oh no yeah yeah oh yeah and like i said i, and I will jump in kind of between it but one thing i also want to say about you talking about how she changed coachella she brought her own uh background she was like we're gonna use this this state like i this right here we're gonna use this (coughs) and then not only that coachella kept it and now it's like a monument and people can go take pictures of it with it this year are you talking about the bleachers yes oh okay yeah i don't know who built, built them bleachers i don't know if it was made by the same person that made thor's axe in fucking <laughs> come on i mean in fucking um infinity war because them bleachers are strong as fuck and i i went to a hbcu like our bleachers give a bit them bleachers was out there working okay no giving mm-hmm. um but what i was gonna say is it was obviously an ordeal 
like mm-hmm. she even said she won't be doing this again it's coming off of the birth of her twins uh obviously being a mother to blue being a wife uh being a pop star tour artist business mogul all this shit she's like i think she even said in the documentary i'm not doing this again like this is the hardest i ever pushed myself this is the hardest like i'm not gonna do this twice um so this is the thing where we weren't expecting her to do this but she practiced apparently for almost a year to get not just in shape but to get the show perfect yes yes and also she was actually preparing for coachella while she was actually touring for her other she was actually touring and doing this at the same time right keep in mind she don't have i think i can't stress enough what i said in the beginning she didn't have to do any of this shit Mm -mm. she could have just done her formation tour performance there and everyone would be fine no one would be mad everybody would be like that was fucking great it's beyonce she just decided i'm going to give this shit the effort that it of just like the concert of a lifetime and so um in addition to you know just the fact that you know it's the planning the meticulousness of organizing 200 people on stage at the same time i didn't realize that many people right can we talk about the hbcu aesthetic though Mm -hmm. because i feel like what always gets we're both hbcu grads yes what always gets lost in this fucking like pwi hbcu shit that goes on online um what always gets lost in all this stuff uh because everyone's trying to be pejorative to each other is that there is something uniquely black american about the hbcu culture agreed about the black greek fraternities but still it's something uniquely american about that here um this is not too shit on anyone else's experiences Mm -mm. but it is a black iconic experience that is originated here as far as like the things that 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 we do the education that we have you know hbcus obviously are a testament to resistance they're obviously a a testament to education there's Mm -hmm. storied history there there's all kinds of um you know it, it was like a subversive way to educate black folks and so we have created our own ways our own lanes our own like culture there and for her a person that didn't go to college but i remember when she toured and went came to fayetteville state when she was in destiny child mm-hmm. so it's not so she's always looked up to hbcus her father graduated from one so to see somebody that is the biggest pop star in the world bar none and a black woman from houston be so like adamantly like black in black american like so adamantly like i am black i am from america i am from houston texas i am from the south like she said at the end if my country ass can do it then anybody can come on that is so powerful because we have been taught and just the general consensus has always been you get to be as big as someone like beyonce you don't get big by being specific to blackness Mm -mm. you can be big and black you can be the biggest act and be a black person but what you can't be is a biggest act that is for black people and even more specifically for her for black women like you risk that there's just not allowed you're not supposed to be able to do that you're supposed to be like let me shrink myself let me say white people are great let me say black people are great let me say um you know hey i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings it's feminism it's just all women and for her to be somebody that's like no i said black that's amazing another thing i fucking loved about this thing 
um we get to hear her in our own words correct she doesn't do a lot of media she doesn't do a lot of interviews Mm -mm. so people often pejoratively and i think low-key offensively attribute her creativity and her genius to other people around her yes no one likes to just say this is her concept she came up with this she coordinated this she made this happen it's always got to be someone else in the wings when it when she was uh younger it was her father everybody wanted to give her father all the all the all the um props for the creative genius blah blah, blah. people started giving it to jay-z <clears throat> people were giving it to solange these aren't this isn't offensive to any of them like this isn't saying they're not creative but why are we giving beyonce things to other people all the time right it's always got to be something about the fact that she just can't come up with this herself you know her even when she becomes more older and outspoken about her politics and her music and stuff it's somehow just oh no that's just marketing or it's not real she just widened away well let me tell you something i don't know if you guys have noticed in this country but um the pro-black shit is not as cool as it was just even when obama was here come on some of your fave activists and shit is not out in these streets like they was because ain't nobody trying to get killed over this bullshit they understand the environment that we're in everybody's seen the referendum that was the election and i'm not saying referendum in that this motherfucker destroyed hillary clinton no i'm Mm -hmm. just saying the fact that racist people have been emboldened hate crimes have been emboldened come on now hate is no longer a thing that people are doing quietly indoors this is a thing that is loud and proud and out and to see somebody like beyonce go yeah uh, this is not a marketing thing i wasn't saying i was black because it's cool i wasn't saying i'm a feminist because oh this is the wave it's because i am one and to see her say it in her own words to see her use quotes from you know maya angelou um from um tony morrison like these are the things these are creative choices she made to see her in those meetings coordinating this stuff like these are the things that i think we don't often see and i think it's also why she fucking records all these moments of her life and her work so that she can tell you this shit herself because anytime you let somebody else do it they're telling your story and when you let somebody else tell your story man it's just we've seen what can happen yes um and to see her like struggling like talking about the her pregnancy and the high blood pressure and then she named two things i had never even heard of that i was like oh oh no beyonce yeah. got that mm-hmm. yeah because when you're pregnant there are some kind of diseases and infections and stuff that kind of only happen during pregnancy mm-hmm. so to see her bring that up because it humanizes her mm-hmm. like i hear people talk about her and this is the thing white people are doing now and who knows what they'll say after homecoming but it's this thing where they're doing the like how do we take shots at beyonce like it was cool for white people to like her and it was like i'm woke i'm cool i still like beyonce even though she did the self-titled album even though she did lemonade and she's doing formation hey guys i'm a cool woke liberal white person i still fuck with her but i had noticed that shit was starting to slide you know i listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts and shit they started to be awesome like and kind of fuck her though right and which is the, they were which is them being honest they were already feeling that way but it right. was not it wasn't cool during like the, or the the come up to trump to be on some like but kind of fuck this black woman shit right right so they kind of was sliding back into that and then homecoming comes out it's gonna be interesting to see what the reaction is to it because it's such a big reminder of i'm a black woman and i'm telling my own story and this is why i tell my own story because i can't trust you to tell it i can't trust you to tell people what i think 
i can't trust your interviews to, to be asking the right questions let me just fucking tell you how i feel about being black how i feel about hbcus how i feel about being a black woman and everything i do being for black women how i feel about my being, being a mother how i feel about being a wife like i appreciate that she she's able to do that and then turn it into her money correct because it's, it's one of those things where not trying to be funny when beyonce kept a blank slate what i mean she was just i'm here to perform and i'm not gonna say her her, her music was racially um not racial it was just come on everybody yeah it was well it was women right it was single ladies you know it was uh you know it was it was it was like always black that was never a right, doubt it was always black but it was also kind of like the traditional like i'm black but i'm making music that if you're white there's no reason to feel uncomfortable you know and then there's this houston part of her that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and now she's cussing and now she's rapping right because and, it was a period of time where you never heard beyonce cuss right now she's talking about she likes her negro nose not just you know what i mean like it's becoming a certain type of like like aesthetic that's dripping off of it and then the hbcu like that is the biggest love because keep in mind just like the hashtag dumb thrones it's not kicking nobody out right you can white people can go to hbcus yes they can they if, get a minority scholarship when they go if you think you're above that or you think that somehow it's a lesser institution so that's why you don't go right then that's kind of on you because white people won't even apply or know anything about an hbcu and be like well i mean you go to a school without white people that's not true plenty of white people was in my classes come on now y'all just weren't the majority uh what i guess now you know how it feels i don't know but the point being you had this this experience that is such a black experience like and other artists have tried to do it but i think they've just done it with different stuff right church Mm -hmm. now uh, uh, kendrick does it with africa and many artists have done it with africa many black people now i'm not knocking that Mm-mm. i need that i need that to be explicitly clear i'm not knocking people that do it when they from the islands right but that's not black america right this like hbcus is black america it's a singular type of institution that can't exist another place right because it, it's 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 it is created in the outcome of like plessy versus ferguson like it's not come on it's not it can't be created in england it can't be created in a country that that had slavery but is mostly black like it had to be america that made this and so this is a homage to america in a way that other artists have not done yet you know this isn't to say they had no elements of it but she completely she didn't like mock it as kanye did it in college dropout right like she like she leaned into it and said this is a source of pride you know to see her talk about how important hbcus to institutions are at the end to put that quote in there like it was such it was for us which is one of the reasons i don't really get mad when white people don't know what like when oh she's this she's that fuck you it's for us anyway we weren't we weren't waiting on you to approve right i I know it's a surprise yeah i know it's a big surprise to you we were not sitting around like i hope they approve of this beyonce thing that's that was written specifically for black women i hope you were you come around to this blackness like we're good yeah we we were doing this before y'all even paid this shit any attention netflix netflix uh pays you before you see the shit so uh she got the money right and we're gonna watch it uh 57 times each probably all from the same account but that's fine (laughs) that's fine nobody can stop it 
Mm-mm. um but yeah she so she killed that shit and i was so like blown away uh by that and then you get the performance this nigga held the mic the entire time she never even went with the janet jackson like uh, shout out to firestarter uh i think they called it like the drive-through headset or the burger king headset like yes she didn't even use that joint she just straight up like held that mic for two hours like what the fuck and when you look at all the dancing and acrobatic ass shit and all the coordination and she's like in and out outfit change boom right back in your face with this mic again like ballad boom negro spiritual boom she was like an athlete and i think sometimes people underestimate not like is well she is an athlete actually mm-hmm. when you uh and when i said like athlete the reason why i was, was saying like athletes because you have she keeps her body in good tip-top shape right and to be able to do the thing she does moving squatting bending hopping the bleachers uh dipping shaking her ass and all that stuff and still singing mm-hmm. and don't and you don't hear no breathiness right you didn't hear no <sighs> in her voice what she would have been like entitled to correct if she would say y'all i need a minute we would have understood but she's just straight up flawless at first i was like did she even take a water break right um I think what did she say she weighed 218 pounds or something like that with the twins Mm -hmm. like 218 pounds and then she started this and i love i love the behind the the scenes where you see like her starting and it's awkward she talks about people don't like rehearsing because you're gonna look bad you're gonna fuck up you're gonna you know and she's showing us i'm sure like the fuck ups that she's comfortable with us seeing it's Mm -hmm. not like a 24 7 cam of her just fucking up but like you know like the dedication because you see her body look different than beyonce's body correct like and not that she wasn't still fine as hell come on i mean but still you see her body being and you're like oh she had eight months to go from that back to beyonce shape tip-top shape you know and her talking about that diet um it was like no sugar no carbs no meat no fish no something else i and i tried to die y'all i did thursday i watched uh i saw heard about the diet in the article on thursday and i said uh you know what i'm gonna do this diet oh no that, that, and, that, that, that uh, ain't no joke and then uh i had a coffee and i realized as i sipped on my coffee i failed to die i was like oh damn oh that was quick grand opening grand closing that's all i'm saying but and i felt that i'm hungry i was like yes honey yeah um and so that was it was just dope to see her like accomplish all this stuff the blackness of the people that were working with her the band the the dancers the choreographers um the the, i mean even the guitarist for jack white's part was a black woman like the intentionality of her blackness is so like meticulous like the dedication to that part i don't is the part that always blows me away because i keep thinking my whole life um how the greatest pop performers that were black always felt like they couldn't be too black you know what i mean and it's not and this is not shade to them i get why they felt that way it was conventional wisdom don't be too black you know people love whitney houston i remember whitney houston and we i remember being shocked she fucked with bobby brown because my whole life whitney houston had existed in a place where i was like she is quote unquote transcendent race as they like to do mm-hmm. and here she is you know like beyonce is not just talking about blackness in her music but in this creative outlet of that is this this uh homecoming documentary she's like black blackity black black in your black ass face black boom you know what i mean uh michael jackson 
you know people talk about like one song black or white he had one song and we late in his career and during his pedophile scandals and we were like oh yeah black or white he's a black man see guys like that took a while this is not to say we ever question is he a black person it's just the fact that conventional wisdom said you just don't do that in mixed company why would you ever limit quote unquote your career by being like i'm black now what these white folks gonna think right that was the whole thing and to see them be like nah to see beyonce be like nah i'm black i'm black as fuck y'all still coming to my concerts y'all still gonna be bumping my music y'all gonna be mad but i ain't doing nothing to hurt you i'm just black like it's not she's out there saying anything like fuck white people or some shit like she's just black she's just leaning into and celebrating being a black woman on this earth from america and uh yeah it was it was amazing to see that um because uh, it was just i don't know i just could like she's she's always ahead of everyone yeah she is because nobody else has done this now I imagine right. people will start trying to do shit like this you know or i mean but let's be honest the amount of work we just saw her put into it ain't nobody gonna do that no no but maybe they'll do something like oh coachella live uh my album and documentary it just won't be this shit Mm -mm. and 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 you to get to the place that she is all jokes that you almost you got to be a workaholic because she actually was like i gotta go home to my kids and she was like i'm used to rehearsing like 15 hour days but now i have to go home to my children 15 hour rehearsals y'all it's 24 hours a day right 15 hour rehearsals you know i for me personally i really appreciate her filming the meetings and i know everybody laughed when jay-z just kind of spoke and and was like okay y'all heard my wife basically uh i think that was on that anniversary too right and they, they was like happy anniversary i was like yeah like 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 yeah she's working on her anniversary like she is actually putting it in and i like the fact that she was a woman a black woman in charge and you have to listen to her like like you don't have another option you have to listen to her and she was given direction and she told you what she wanted what she didn't want what she wanted you to improve on to let her know what she had to do because she was tired of all these fuck-ass meetings like like let's ship this up so i can be at home doing other shit you know i um she did it nicer than that but um i felt that in my spirit and it was one of those things for me i'm like she's a reflection of that you could be black and be a boss and people have to listen to you you know you can be in control you can um do these things and be a black woman and i really appreciate the black woman thing because when it comes to black men you quote unquote get respect in places in areas where black men didn't because if it was a black man that did this exact same documentary a lot of people that would be shitting on beyonce would be nothing but praises and clapping and clapping and rah 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 why because it was a man so when you have a woman that's like we gonna do it like this we gonna do it like this i want to have a certain experience for the people because we're filming this put microphones wherever you got to put microphones this is what i want and and i'm going to demand perfection and i just really appreciate you getting a glimpse into how her mind ticks 
yeah um and then let's talk about the music um because the seamless transitions and flow was so fucking good and it was such a celebration of like black shit where they're just mixing like uh hits that black people fuck with into her music mm-hmm. um i think my favorite joint was um what she did the uh, diva version of um that had everybody mad in it mm-hmm. like the fucking horns on that shit Like she was good right there. We like she could have stopped right there. She didn't need to go any further. It's like, oh, what a dope version. But when they flip it to everybody mad. that shit came in it turned it's like everything was turning into a party it's like so much it's so much energy so much crunk energy so much like houston so much like down south so much new orleans like so much of the just black halftime performance from the bands like come on y'all know how we do football basketball volleyball swimming we don't give a damn the band gonna be there and we gonna be partying yeah like i don't remember the end of any fairville state football game because i don't think i'll ever stay for one nope but i have seen so many halftime shows <laughs> like i have seen so much earth wind and fire performed okay? come on come on <laughs> welcome to fairville north carolina your marching broncos yeah nigga like i have seen enough uh i've heard enough earth wind and fire i've eaten enough uh fish fillet sandwiches come on white bread mustard okay like i've done that enough slaw beans to be like okay now for a nap okay this is this was cool i hope the boys win yeah you better not be picky because all the fish gonna be fried all the chicken gonna be fried if you if you special or on a vegan diet this this yeah. ain't for you ain't no vegan options Mm-mm, okay them niggas gonna be like the what the fuck no yeah ain't no ain't no, no gluten free options okay Mm-mm, no gluten free everything is fatty fat 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 but yeah to be able to see like that kind of get the reverence that it has within the culture and honestly man like beyonce is such a game changer i haven't seen nobody shitting on hbcu since this shit dropped and y'all know how contrarian ass twitter love the shit on hbcus like it's gotta be like i'm what i'm not like those negroes type of like like energy like people have been so proud of like the establishment whether they went or not i've seen people talk about how like yo i'll make sure my kids know they can go to hbcu and that's that influence that people have with that platform like beyonce is such a big deal that people could feel that pride in it because i think too often we get bogged down in all the other shit right right you know um 
I mean, y'all remember the episode I talked about them going to talk to Trump, and I'm still emotional about that shit. Like, um, just, but I knew they had to do it. Right. Because that's how fucked up it is. I hope people like give to HBCUs. I know she did, but I hope other people do as well. I hope they're inspired to understand that these institutions, they will go away, especially under Trump, if we do nothing like it was already kind of i mean you guys i know y'all have heard the article uh seen the article about the the, the white people that are shitting letting their dog shit on the yard of uh of the campus of howard right and then they, they interviewed one of the white dudes and he was on some basically like if you don't like it move out the city bitch this university was here way before you you right. wouldn't do it at harvard right so you know my uh, even if you would man that's some white people shit that's not don't do that shit not on our stuff take your dog somewhere else but that's the that's the whole point is like that that attitude towards our shit exists and as if we embrace that attitude too it'll be gone man it, it could be gone just like that bessie devos donald trump they're not trying to give them people enough money to run their universities Mm-mm. you know so i hope it encourages people to if you didn't go to an hbcu google hbcu near me find one throw them a couple dollars man i'm not talking about you gotta like go in there and write them a million dollar check <clears throat> but i mean you know do a little something for 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 your for your folk because it's kids that's going there right now it's kids that don't get a chance that go there you know that wouldn't have graduated um in a white university because you don't have the support system from white universities many times the social cost of being black in a white space many black people who have gone to pwis will tell you about it you know which is why i never understood the battle between pwis and um hbcus because it's like man we struggling wherever we go wherever we go all people all 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 hbcu is doing is trying to reduce the social struggle just a little bit you're still gonna be an individual there's still like good and bad at, at the hbcu there's still other social struggles you'll be taking on but you know first time away from home <clears throat> some institutes are more religious than others um there's a lot of stuff you know the the money struggles that universities have and stuff so like this is not to knock and say like hbcus are perfect no it's Mm-mm. just to say like they deserve a place there's so many black intellectuals that people respect that came right out of those fucking schools right right out of those schools and then people turn around and shit on them i'm like well who would you who where would we be you know if we ain't have a and t where would we be how many black brilliant minds came right on out of that door and then you shit on that door so anyway all that to say man i really appreciate it um just everything she did because it just felt like she was speaking for people and then <clears throat> obviously musically sonically throwing in that band behind everything <laughs> freedom took on a whole new freedom sound like a motherfucking actual like uh like a freedom song mm-hmm. you know like freedom for me now is up there with all right like when you had to hear them horns on freedom and the dancing and then the choir singing along with it like kendrick's not even there and it's just like sonically elevated to such an, another level than it even sounded to me on the album where i'm like yeah freedom now is like the song where i'm like put this in your trailer for your black movies now 
uh <laughs> you know what i mean like let, let's just go ahead and start cut chopping chopping up them trailers and throwing freedom in the hook at the end where you get to the conclusion of the whatever the conflict is and now i'll be going to see your movie okay it doesn't matter what it's about let's just show us put freedom underneath it and said i got five on it i'm going to see it too two times three times like it's that fucking dope um and i just respect her journey so much because to see her blossom fully into her overt pro-black self that has been i've appreciated that so much like i'm not a person that was in the hive before um like when b-day was out and destiny's child and stuff it was always like oh that's cool and i understood and respected like oh that's black girls music that's black women's music my wife loves that music no not really for me and that's dope you know what i mean because i because i'm not a, i'm not a person that's pejorative with like uh, it's black women's music really y'all need y'all own? like nah it's dope man come on if, if, and the thing is we kind of thought about this before but people kill me with that uh a lot of times just let women be happy and i think sometimes that's a very hard concept for men to understand at times if your wife loves some shit let her love the fuck out of it and give it to her and right. let her enjoy it because you know what when she happy you get the fuck what about that don't dudes understand <laughs> and they, not not even just sex but just like why would you want somebody not to be happy not even just a, your wife or your girl but i see dudes do that shit on facebook twitter social media all the time where it's like how can i tease these women about the thing that they're into that i'm not right just let you know, her be happy like they got that band uh bts now that a lot of people are into and i've seen dudes go out of their way to shit on it. it's like why like what 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 do you gain by shitting on you clearly don't listen to or care about this shit right you clearly see people getting their whole entire motherfucking lives to it why would you need to be shady about it to them you need their attention that bad you'll even take negative attention mm-hmm, that's what it is and i think sometimes people have an unhappiness within them so they like if i'm not happy you're not happy but it doesn't make any sense right because you know i'm particularly in a straight relationship so a woman is just supposed to everything is supposed to cater towards a man well it's just it's interesting because i'm saying even if it's not a relationship right like yeah just like that. even just in general like people see black women enjoying some shit and they gotta find a way to shit on it right it's crazy like you know some you might not even be dating these women you might not even be dating you might like it's just something about how i find a way and beyonce was that for a long time yes she was for a lot of dudes i think and maybe she still is but people are a little more quiet about it because her stepping so hard into like i'm black motherfuckers is and i'm from texas and i'll be listening to rap and i cuss like to step into that you see people totally different about how they come come at her now than how it used to be you know agreed so um but yeah man i don't know man i love i just love to see her do this and that's what made me a fan it wasn't it was just like the self-titled album i was like oh god like and what's funny is i think a lot of people like oh yeah the self-titled album because she was so like it was such a sex album um which i'm not knocking beyonce of course is beautiful but that wasn't it was more about just like oh this is the real this is you you right like this is you without like a manager being like don't do that or Mm -hmm. your father being like i don't know if we should like this is just you being like no 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 no. i want to make this kind of music i want to do these kind of things 
i'm gonna talk about fucking me me and my husband fucking in the back of this this car you need to pull roll up the partition if you don't want to see it <laughs> to which i don't know why the driver would roll up the partition but okay <laughs> i don't know what kind of driver she got does does you don't want to see y'all see on her knees yes yes i do yes <laughs> speak for yourself ma'am um but yeah that but it's that kind of thing where it's like uh, to see her be able to step so fully into that um and i think it's with a lot of people a lot of like it's not just a beyonce thing but i think with a lot of people that's how you find people that love you quote unquote without knowing you but they love you because you love yourself you love like because everybody wants to love themselves everybody's envious of being themselves loving themselves and unapologetically being themselves in front of everyone right and i think for a lot of people particularly black women just we've been kind of trained to be everybody but yourself (laughs) you know be the mother be the sister be the friend be the wife be the girlfriend be all these things to everybody else but nobody a lot of times never asks you what do you want to be and who are you and i think for a lot of black women particularly when they as their children get older and they leave the house a lot of parents go through identity crisis because particularly women who am i my life has been wrapped around everybody else and for the first time i'm alone by myself and i might not know who i am i poured everything into my spouse or my mate or my significant other who am i and so i think i've learned to love who i am and embrace who i am and i've particularly as i've gotten older i've just gotten more comfortable in my skin and i am who i am you either like it or you don't you know i know i'm quirky i know i could be weird i know i can be bubbly i know i could be energetic you know i know i i'm uh i know me and i know that um my personality is a turnoff for a lot of people but baby you're gonna have to take this this what it is um and i realized that a lot of times black it's amazing that black women being themselves is fucking revolutionary it doesn't make sense why is it revolutionary for you to love yourself why is it revolutionary for you to embrace yourself why is it revolutionary for you to have demands like anybody else but for some reason for us it's like oh my gosh you broke out your shell oh my gosh you you know you 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 know you you're, you're being bold you're telling people what to do yes 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 um and I think that it's a beautiful thing um, when women do it and when they get to the place where they love themselves. It's because it's a, it's a lot of women, but uh, I've talked to a lot of black women that have very, very, very low self-esteem. This started off when they was children. Mm-hmm. And that shit is hard to course correct. <laughs> it's hard to course correct loving your hair. It's hard to course correct loving your skin. It's hard to course correct loving your flaws. It's hard to, to, to correct those things when you've been told everything about you. There's something wrong. Make yourself small. Make yourself invisible. Make yourself not be seen and heard. You know, put everybody else before you. It's hard to get to the point where you put yourself first because people become mad at you and jealous and upset and envious if you put yourself first. Because mm-hmm. when you put yourself first, that means people are going to fall by the wayside. When you put yourself first, people that were using you and abusing you, and a lot of times people that saw a light in you will begin to be mad and upset. I've come to the point where I'm like, but baby, you're just going to have to be mad. You're just going to have to be upset. 
uh because if you're jealous of me being me i'm not the one with the problem you are but because a lot of times black women are taught not to have that confrontation because you're afraid of the angry black woman syndrome you know just any type of of confrontation is considered a bad thing or a negative thing even if we're not fussing or fighting or screaming or anything it's considered a negative thing so um but i've come to the point where uh if you want to be free conflict is a part of freedom <laughs> and that's very hard for people to understand um that in order for you to be free for you to be really really free for you to truly love yourself regardless of your flaws and your imperfections and how many children you've had regardless of of, of your past and how people feel about you you know you you've got to get past that and it's very hard for for people particularly if you have a very timid personalities or you know it's almost out of character to do that and that's one thing that i really uh did love about beyonce and i really cannot express that enough about seeing her in charge really did something and something else uh before we move on she said that they did a whole rehearsal without music like everybody was just on was there you know with their instruments and fully dressed and they just did so all you heard was boo 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 and i was like I couldn't even begin to just imagine the energy in there. And I think that that energy was what she wanted to capture and what she wanted to put and what she wanted to give us. That's why she was hard on people with the sound and all that type of stuff, because she was like, I want people to feel this love, this energy, this, this, this feeling that we have, this, um, unity, uh, that we have here and i'm very i I cannot say i'm very i'm so glad that she gave us a glimpse into her world so that we could see uh that part of her life because like you said she don't do interviews she's very separate so for me it meant the world and something else and and that really brought tears to my eyes there was several times where for you know i was sitting there and i wouldn't like but i was crying because it was just like overwhelming just to kind of soak everything in all at once watching this black woman be free do her thing talking about she had a blank slate and she could literally do what she wanted to do and it's a privilege to be able to just do what you want to do being black you know people don't want to hear that but she's at a point in her life where she was like y'all gonna have to deal most people are at a point in their life where they're like that and it was just really wonderful to watch her kind of break those barriers and be like, if my country ass can get up here and do it, anybody can do it. And I hope it encourages people to get out and start things and do things and dream and have aspirations and things like that. Um, and also I think for me too, it was when they was filming a documentary, when they was going through their rehearsals and watching people's responses to other people be magical you know like and 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 i almost felt like um uh almost like a religious experience because you know how we do we hoop we holler we yell we throw shoes we we were very loud because that's just a part of what we do and it was beautiful for her to show like the emotions on people faces the expressions on people faces to just us being black in the moments where we were just allowed to be free and black yeah and then of course she still had destiny child there 
Yes. Still had Jay there. And like you said, still had Blue there. Blue, Blue was out everything. everything. And the thing about Destiny's Child, it was flawless where you were like, y'all literally could go on tour and people would buy tickets. Yeah, there. they didn't miss a damn spot. Um, even the, um, uh, yeah, even, like I said, they had Blue doing choreography with people for a second. Um, it was just like a collage of that. And, you know, <laughs> it was funny because people say like, oh, I'm not, nobody's in the beehive. If you ask everybody, nobody's in the beehive. Nobody wants to admit to, I'm not a stand. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the only time we attribute somebody being a stand for Beyonce is when they do something completely uncalled for and crazy. Like if they dock somebody, if they harass somebody, all of a sudden it's, you know, these beehive stands and, but that's not everybody. Mm-mm. If you black, you in the beehive unless you're a coon. And I know this because let somebody shit on Beyonce in front of you and see if you just let that shit slide. Most black people are going to be like, nah, hold up. You know, and the ones that had an impetus to join in, they some coons. Real talk. They just love white people shit that much that they want to be down. But like, that that's one of those things where you have to step up and be like, nah, Coda, why she got to catch hell in the way that these other people don't? Right, we gotta be we gotta be sensitive about Britney Spears' mental health. Come on, we gotta be sensitive about like Adele and all the issues about her body. Mm-hmm. We gotta be sensitive to everybody, but Beyonce, fuck out of my face, dog. We not doing this. So yeah, everybody in the hive, dog. I watch your back, white people. You out here talking shit, you fuck around and get stung. You just do not know, man, because you know you see some. It's it's it would be fine if the critiques around her were like more level-headed but it's always some like low-key racist shit right and it's ridiculous you know um i also loved how much she loved her post having baby body Mm -hmm. like she was like oh fuck these hips now spread out got a little little curves around this ass like y'all about to get all this ass (laughs) all of it she was like she was like oh i don't know what to do with myself y'all y'all i can't wait to flaunt this on everybody when it when destiny child was out there with her she was like out there like booty shorts everybody else had on like pants or like tights she was out there like y'all gonna get this ass though all of it <laughs> like y'all seen these y'all seen these lactating breasts i don't know if y'all know heard about these things but uh blood out a little breast <laughs> bless you with a little something something for everybody i appreciated that um yeah and i did love the meeting part i think the meeting stuff was just so dope because she wasn't being mean Mm-mm. but you saw how demanding she was and mm-hmm. it and also it wasn't that shit that people do where i'm a diva i can talk to you any way i want and that's because i'm such a brilliant person and you're not like it was still like this communal like we're a team we're working on this together but i am in charge it is mine my name's on this shit i'm looking at this from every angle i need this to pop i need it to be good here 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 and here and when you see the final like product yeah no shit like she gets to get all that credit not and she was more than magnanimous with the credits like she's pulling people out on stage at the end all that stuff tagging people on instagram that's cool she deserved all that credit for being the one to put it all together because lord knows that the show would have been a flop guess who would have took all the blame right right And, and also the thing is she also let us see that she's not lazy like she's an extremely hard-working person as people, if, like who needs to see that right people underestimate <laughs> how hard she works she basically was like i had the the dancers on one stage the sound people on one stage and the band and another stage it was on three separate sets 
and i went from set to set to set practicing and rehearsing then i turn around and meet with 50 managers <laughs> then i had to turn around and go home then i had to turn around and do it over again while i'm dealing with spasms and whatever else is happening in my body you know and that's a level of dedication that the average person could not do and would not do and i mean keep in mind she still kind of is the nigga that got the job at mcdonald's and is giving everybody like extra fries because she put the shit on netflix which everybody got so now if you weren't up for the youtube you didn't catch one of them bootleg streams you know your ass can't afford a ticket to coachella most of us are not balling like that or even lucky enough to be balling like that right to then be like well then you can experience it in a way nobody else can experience it on on netflix i'm gonna break it down like that's the kind of ball shit that i really be hoping niggas can do like well you just don't see many black people even in a position to ever do something like this and to see people try to have pot shots and resentment about it then just be mad as, as she said oh anyway all right homecoming is amazing everybody should yeah, see it that album that album goes hard because i played it and it and literally if you don't if you're not careful you literally just you literally just have a one-person party like because that shit it goes from song to song to song to song to song to song it's like boop, 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 boop. so before you know it yes you, you're having a one-person party yeah it's dope good workout music all that type great of stuff. workout music um all right we we talked about that a long time i i didn't plan a certain amount of time to talk about Mm -mm. it but um i did want to throw out one more thing um i also watched two parts of the four-part reconstruction documentary on pbs i can't find the first two parts on pbs but they are on youtube so i will be watching it there okay so it was four parts yes okay um uh skip gates did it um it's really good um it really is good very educational reconstruction is one of those parts of history that most of us are not taught very much about Mm -mm. um we're kind of taught like slavery ended and then the jim crow south started right and they skip over the eight or nine years where the south was essentially um you know forced to give black people their rights and all the things that they did to circumvent giving black people those rights come on it's really important that you listen to that you watch this thing that you educate yourself because this is shit they don't want you to know about and a lot of the solutions that black people have to racism and oppression and the things that we get on each other for they've been tried before yes they have like in the 1800s they have tried all this shit and so you know hopefully people can learn to back off each other a little bit but um to see the bravery highlighted of certain people like ida b wells um she frederick the Douglass, real mvp right um to see like you know people talk about like uh booker t washington and um why his rhetoric was a certain way even when behind the scenes he was doing something completely different mm-hmm. uh it's really important um 
speaking of hbcus i mean like the founding of hbcus the uh education and importance and the subversiveness of hbcus a lot of that is because of reconstruction um to see jim crow uh laws in the south and not just the jim crow laws um uh oh by the way you can also find all four parts on pbs.org for mm-hmm. free um but not just the laws down south but like before there were jim crow laws the things that started like one of the biggest uh one of the biggest like impacts and very hurtful to this day um um on our society was the demonization of black men as savage rapists right uh it so much of it historically has been used as propaganda against us in wilmington north carolina there was honestly a insurrection that basically was a genocide of a black city and it started with news newspapers publishing false articles accusing black men of raping white women yeah these and it was all because they were jealous of the fact that there were black people that were going to be in government so they went to the town forced all of them to resign at gunpoint and then started ransacking the town and killed black people in the streets as they fled right uh, i think i forget which river it was but they were like you know the river ran red with blood and mm-hmm. then they took pictures afterwards smiling yeah it was near i won't say it was near it was, it was a in a beach it wilmington? Was in wilmington i yeah, said wilmington. that yeah okay. I, I said it uh <laughs> my bad it's all good uh wilmington north carolina and so they killed them and um took pictures in front of the burned out town buildings and and um you know government buildings and and all that stuff because they just didn't want black people to be in power of anything and this is this is done multiple places multiple times um and i always think about those pictures and how smiling those white people are and those white people are somebody's grandparents somebody's great 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 grandparents somebody's somebody you know that like all those people that was in my state north carolina you know (laughs) so um is and and i guarantee you there's there's gotta be hundreds of these this is not uh you can name 12 probably i don't know black wall street like it's and it happened all across the country i don't know where people have this narrative that racism quote-unquote only happens down south even to the day bitches white people there is racism there what are we talking about yeah so this violence was so um like it but it was like so when you hear people talk about like black people just need to get our own how come we be trying to get in with the white man it's like well they kill people that try to get their own they kill people that try to integrate Mm -hmm. they kill people for minding their fucking business they just killed people jealousy at one point they were lynching black men and saying it's because these black men were looking at white women or sleeping with white women and they just do it over and over all the time right they were so upset that they would no longer had these slaves and now it's like but all the black men coincidentally happen to be prominent business owners come on so it's just oh just somehow these black people in these black towns these black men that are doing a little too well car a little too nice clothes a little too spiffy making a little too much money somehow they're all rapists and need to die but that's not our problem that's everyone else that's black people's problem you know they fucking uh burned down ida b wells um printing press she had to flee memphis you know like the, and these facts are coming at you boom 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 but it's contextualizing it with pictures with uh actual like here's the article that says like 
you know um negroism defunct you know after they destroyed a black town by killing all these people and the fact that the newspaper knew that they were complicit in getting these people killed you know this is this when we talk about whiteness people think it's like an individual thing no we talk about whiteness we're talking about whiteness tm in mass and yeah it has been so dangerous and deadly in this country especially if you are black it has affected you in some way it's affected your ancestors in some way it's why you'll never see me wear one of those fucking i'm not my ancestor shirts because they were killing black people and they black people were fighting back and they still killed them because there was more white people than black people and they were the aggressors in these cases so um you know to see this um documentary you know on tv i like it was so dope uh because i do enjoy knowing these type of things and i learned about different people i didn't know about um i forget his name but the black man who was like a uh minstrel act who essentially used the subversiveness of being a minstrel act to get black actors not wearing blackface not being coons on to uh how onto broadway mm-hmm. made yeah. a lot of money doing that it's called two real coons or something like that yes and by the time you show up you don't realize it or white people don't realize it only one of them's actually wearing that coon makeup mm-hmm. the you're actually just watching a play full of black people in this one dude and he was like the highest black performer on um broadway ever and all this type of mm-hmm. stuff at the time like just you know all that stuff man ida b wells the sacrifices she made and um uh and, and just reporting about this stuff the danger to her life that this was um so yeah i, I hope people uh take the time out to watch it yeah i think it was burt williams i think that's who it was steven uh so i think i hope people take the time out to watch it i actually watch i watched it once and then i've been watching it uh again just just because it's so much stuff in there like it's so packed you you can't really tweet it or anything you just got to sit down and watch right. it right because everything is like and then this shit happened and then this happened the, the world's fair where they didn't invite black people they shipped black people in from africa but didn't invite any black african americans to the fucking world's, world's fair. fair and that's when frederick Douglass gave like his biggest like last speech um that everybody remembers like um it's it's just i don't know it was just kind of really dope to see um to see that so i hope you guys um check that out Mm -hmm. um and yeah obviously you know it's all kinds of black trauma and shit in there so if you can't handle it i get it but uh for those of y'all that can and and don't want to be not not informed i mean it's skip gates he's basically giving you like this isn't about teasing your pain or trying to like make you feel uh bad or whatever Mm, it's It's really educational and it's also like i said for me personally it always makes me feel less crazy correct like i always feel like this is grounded in something these feelings i feel on the soil of this country it's it's coming from somewhere and it's not just you know in my head like there's a history to to this whether it's in my dna or, or or in my brain or just passed down from my people whatever so um uh and then the last thing i'll say before we move on to from this it also made me think about something when people talk about respectability politics um there was a time and in some instances it still kind of is but people call it something different but 
the whole respectability politics thing was revolutionary at a time and i don't think people frame it in that context they just frame it as like a negative um towards it like just uh respectability politics but these people weren't stupid they were looking for two things number one you're living in a society that says black people can't and by can't i mean can't anything we're not smart we're not sophisticated we're not we don't have any class we don't have we don't belong in white society right uh we you know and so a counter to that for a lot of black people at the time was you know like ida b wells and frederick Douglass, two motherfuckers y'all are not as woke as that are not as brave as so let's just chill with that before you start coming at folks um you had two people that they they set out to photo, photograph black people you know and this is like so back in the day it's the photographs before people smile their photographs right like it's the photographs you just look real still to the side and then i guess it take five minutes before it's done or whatever you know it in 24 hours probably to get to get it back right but um the pejorativeness that we say respectability politics with is one that is just uh lack it's a lack of context of history in which respectability politics was about literally getting respect now sure it's respect from racist people that are never going to give it but at the time it was this was not something that had been even been tried before and it was to and it was not just to to uh gain assimilation but to prove them wrong to say you say this thing but you're not you're not being honest we have civilized government we do wear these suits we know how to do business we are not savages when the newspaper is making up rapes of of women from black men there is a impetus to be respectable quote unquote as a revolution to the to the status quo to the lie that's being told about you it's not so simple as just pull your pants up and you won't be killed you know it was y'all don't wear pants it's like these look at my finery i do wear pants and then and it's like we will uh you know we wouldn't be so hard on y'all if y'all weren't this way i still know that dude uh i can't remember his last name was montgomery the black dude that was a democrat at the time this is back when democrats were the republicans the republicans were the democrats Mm -hmm. and he spoke at like the democratic national convention i believe and essentially it was like yeah so um black people don't deserve rights we not as good as y'all we're not as sophisticated as y'all y'all are better than us we too savage blah and and like hurt black people's cause so badly you know and this is the shit they were fighting against mm-hmm. this is shit frederick Douglass is fighting against this is the shit that uh like i said ida b wells is fighting against um like you have so many black people at the turn of the century you know uh mary church terrell like you got people that are like to us we're like oh here's this you know many times that it'd be like a more of a light-skinned person and shit sometimes because that would allow them access to shit that uh darker black people couldn't even gain you right. know Come on. but but using that 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 influence and using that privilege to then help the race and risking their lives doing so you know um many of these people if it wasn't for their ability to pass sometimes they wouldn't even be fucking we wouldn't know their names today they just be dead come on you know but um all of this stuff all these strategies plessy versus ferguson 
that's a strategy it's not like it's always said as if it's just like when we learn about it in, t- in school we always learn of it as like yeah it was just this incident that happened and then it led to segregation it's like it wasn't a coincidence the same way rosa parks on that bus wasn't a coincidence right so this is one of the reasons i like to read or listen and, and learn about this kind of shit because i'm like i'm always learning something i didn't know before and it's always kind of giving me a different perspective because from now on i won't be talking about respectability politics in that kind of way i it's only a specific type that that i think is makes people feel like yo this is fucked up right like if black people weren't acting this way everything would be fine obviously that's fucked up right like duh but when it's stuff like you know black people was wearing suits like yeah because at the time we were told it was you weren't supposed to be in that suit that was the revolution at the time you know that was risking your life looking too looking too good having too much you know being too refined wanting too much that was risking your life they were killing people for that shit so that was the main thing i took away from uh this documentary that that was a different perspective than i walked in with was like yeah the 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 catch-all that is respectability politics on twitter and social it's not really the catch-all that people think it is Mm -hmm. you know it's a little too loose of a definition because um i'll be goddamned if i'm gonna look uh (laughs) i'd be wells in the in the eyes and be like yeah that respectability politics sis like nah nah Mm -hmm. she was risking her life reporting on lynchings she was she was rich she got driven out of memphis at you know under threat of violence like you know let alone like all these black women that were being sexually assaulted constricted labor um prison labor um you know these type of things are basically just new versions of slavery sharecropping people making a mass exodus to the north to only be faced with redlining and more racism Mm -hmm. we have tried everything and i don't think we get enough credit for the ingenuity and the pressure and just the goddamn impossibility of white supremacy that we are up against man we are a little too hard on ourselves at times because we didn't quote unquote make it as if the game ain't rigged on all of us Come on, you know so it's it's one of the times when i hear uh <laughs> like uh when i hear stuff yeah even without the internet that's a good point jim it's uh, is that that those times when i hear people like kind of come at like activists sometimes or come at um people for trying something different or doing it a different way and i always kind of go yeah but they trying something they're doing something like it might not work it might do i mean none of this shit has worked i don't know if you notice none of us are really free they can kill my black ass tonight the police can just extrajudicial carriage of justice and just fucking kill me and now it'll be on the news tonight as as this nigga deserved to die somehow somebody just got killed in charlotte like that none of us have gotten over that mountaintop yet really you know and we made so much progress in this country but it's because of that fight that ingenuity the the ability to try other things to never be you know to never let it be cordoned off and killed you know and the only thing that we really get left with out of it is like the hope for 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 unity for some kind of equality one day so um yeah i I hope everybody can be a little more gentle with each other and learn some history man if you don't already know this shit Mm -hmm. you know learn learn it and then maybe you'll be more gentle on people and 
less let me pounce on the next person that says the wrong thing or try something i wouldn't try because that 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 shit is just i mean it's been forever and it's human but it's just so counterproductive there's nothing really to gain from it so uh anyway uh no fucking with black people today Mm-mm. um matter of fact uh let's do some uh guest erase so we can get right into that um wait where's my guest erase music here we go now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time now that it's time for some guest erase that's right it's guest erase time that's right it's time for guest erase the number one game show going across all the podcasts man we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is absolutely 100 percent racist <laughs> that's right we the real racist i think that's what i if we started a different podcast or a new podcast i think that's what i would call it the real racist instead of the blackout tips uh because we already think we the real racist <laughs> they do we started as far as they're concerned they already think we the real racist so. reverse racism it's us y'all the real racist weird one is really oppressed what y'all <laughs> complaining about <laughs> uh, you've been looking for him. uh the easter bunny in downtown orlando fights uh had a fight and uh it was caught on camera and so they caught up with the easter bunny oh shit yeah and uh had him explain exactly why he um went put the hands so he was hiding more than them eggs i guess he was he was hiding more than them eggs that's true karen he um it sounds to me like maybe he had a hair trigger temper um but uh yeah they caught up <laughs> I guess he hippity hopped on that man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he couldn't just bounce. <laughs> um, but yeah, they caught up with um the guy in the suit. His real name is Antoine uh McDonald and interviewed him about why he did it i think they actually had a video on here if i can get it to play okay um of course there's an ad first so let's give that the due time adamandeve.com code tbgwt get your 10 free items you love free stuff why would you not want it think about it um all right this fight happened in downtown orlando oh did it pause and on your sack comedy lab on oh so of course we have to wait for it to load behind the scenes too apparently i don't know what's going on why it's freezing like this um but yeah it was a fight they caught it on video south orange avenue news six's vanessa ariza spoke to the guy inside the bunny outfit one of the strangest pieces of video i've ever seen in my life vanessa did he tell you why he got involved in this 
Yeah, Matt, he says he and his friends, they were out for a Sunday fun day here in downtown Orlando yesterday. It was Easter Sunday, so why not bring out the bunny outfit? He said he and his friends were bar hopping. They were going from one to the other. When he actually saw a man here along the street, he said spit on a woman. He said he wasn't going to just stand Ooh. by and let that happen. On Easter? Spitting on a woman? I would have been hopping mad myself. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that, guys. Back to this. <laughs> Downtown Orlando has seen a lot, but this may be a first. The guy was just basically, I don't know if he was bullying her or what. So then I see him spit on her, and she starts hitting him and everything. To get some laughs, Antoine McDonald and his friends took their traveling bunny suit downtown yesterday. They had just left one bar and were about to go into another when he says he saw everything unfold. He tells us he wasn't going in to continue the fight. Rather, he wanted to break it up. So I was just going in to break it up, but he kept hitting her. So then that's when I made it my problem to, you know, start, you know, hitting him as well. An Orlando police officer was able to break up the fight. No one was arrested. McDonald and his friends continuing their night. But with thousands of people watching the video, he didn't even know it was taken. Like I said, I didn't expect it to go that far. I was breaking up the fight. And this bunny suit, you guys, is kind of like sisterhood of the traveling pants. Antoine McDonald, who you just heard there, said that everybody was wearing it that night, but it just so happened that he was in the costume when all of that went down. He said after all of that, he would do it all over again just to show that disrespecting anybody is unnecessary and will not be tolerated. So we want to learn more about Antoine McDonald. Who is this guy? We'll share with you where uh, he's from, what he's all about, coming up tonight at 5 o'clock. But for now, live in downtown Orlando, Vanessa Ariza getting results, News 6. Vanessa, I thought the story was going to get less weird after you explained it. I was wrong. We posted the viral <laughs> video on clickorlando.com. You can look inside the... Mm-mm-mm. Only Orlando, Florida. Uh, Karen, guess the race of Antoine McDonald. Oh, black. All right, black. Uh, let me check the chat room. Nobody was arrested, so the, as you guys can guess, the bunny costume was white. Antoine McDonald, Ronald's black cousin who wrote that freestyle rap, suit all moist, oh, Florida. Okay, he's he's one of them. I got five on it. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Peele, nigga bunny, super bunny to the rescue. That nigga was hopping mad. We stand an ass-kicking bunny who don't fuck with domestic violence nigga with a heart of gold black 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 avenger black black twine uh black as hell black bunny king hair re-situation black as i said black black man bar hopping with white people and a white rabbit super nigga bunny black man all y'all went black 100 percent of y'all went black and all of y'all are right Yeah, he was really hitting that dude too. It wasn't any rabbit punches. I guess he gave a new meaning to the four of us flying. Yeah. I'm surprised that he even carried all.
I see. That's what happened. That man messed with the wrong furry one. What? It's not even a good pun, Karen. I don't care. <sighs> like he broke his rabbit foot off in his ass. <laughs> You know, furries. You know, people dress up in those outfits. The wrong furry one. I don't get the fur. What does it mean? The wrong furry one. Furry. You know how? You know what? No, it's it's good. Here, here you go. Here you go. It's good. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. That's on me. I'm <laughs> uh, trying to get to the part of the video where they said he is black. Um, uh, it's and they interview him like fresh out the suit. Like his hair was it's funny because this video this clearly happens at night but the interview is in the daytime he still look like he just came out of that damn suit like i don't know what's up with he that i've been partying all night long Mm-hmm. yep so don't worry guys he did kill the man but he was resurrected three days later so it's fine um <laughs> all right let's go to the next one a woman fends off a 300 pound half naked burglary suspect with a baseball bat it's like that y'all it's like that y'all i hit her with a baseball bat y'all she was going for the home run (laughs) no see that was good hold on she wasn't about to strike out maybe maybe he was trying to see if she was a single Oh, she's about to pop him with the double. It's all in the news cycle. Mm-mm-mm. I'm surprised this didn't happen at Dennis. Oh, then she would have had a grand slam. Just kidding. I don't fuck with Dennis. Uh, all right, let's get to the news article. Her window to see a large, please say, 300-pound man pulling on her car door handle. Wait, why did this start in the middle? Early of Sunday morning, oh. when Clarice Ganey said that she heard a noise outside her apartment, she peeked out her window to see a large, please say, 300-pound man pulling on her car door handle and knocking on its window, attempting to break in, all while only wearing his boxers. So I grabbed my back, I braced myself. I braced myself. I opened, I eased the door open. That's when Ganey says five foot six, 300 pound Antonio Mosley charged her. Little did he know she was a high school softball player, a 65 year old slugger. I tucked that bed and hit him upside a paya. He's out. That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind his jeans, shirt, and a sock. He was in his, he was in his robes. He didn't have no shoes on, no shirt, or nothing. Police say a canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine in his pocket. Officers brought him back to Ganey to identify him. I said, yeah. I said, that's him right there. They said, Miss Ganey, he got a big knot on his head. Mosley was booked in the Alachua <laughs> County Jail with two charges of burglary and drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun, because I would have shot him. <laughs> But this is my gun right here, because I'm going paya. <laughs> paya. Uh, Karen, guess the race of uh, Miss Ganey. I think I, I think this is the one I've seen on Facebook, so I'm going to accuse myself. Okay, Karen recuses herself. 
uh chat room if y'all don't know i guess guess the race yeah i asked them uh i to be black uh saw this on facebook that a black nanas don't take no mess from pantsless fools <laughs> black colored lick the shots off black granny uh madea's big knockout black antonio mosley was on blow blow black granny hang a little heavy on the left-handed side black i have no words black best greens in the hood black <laughs> she definitely got a new hat for resurrection sunday black black yeah you guys all knocked that one out of the park she was black I just realized I don't know how to show y'all the picture without showing the whole video. I don't know how to get it to go to the spot where it just showed her. But she's like, oh, there she is. Is that working? Yeah, because they had the article. They, I think I've seen this one because they had it going down Facebook and they had her with that bat. It was hilarious. Yeah. So she whooped that ass, man. I don't know. He was fucking with the wrong one. They, they was like, yeah, he didn't know she was a softball player. I was like, he didn't know she had a bat. <laughs> we didn't see a picture baby right, don't worry about it okay. she black y'all, yeah, she y'all black. go google it y'all seen it all uh last one let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the point double the race and the bonus round against the race so far karen is two for two or one and one recuse but going into the bonus round she hasn't missed any let's see how she does in the double the points double the race round boom, 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 boom. um i think i'm gonna pause right here so we go to the next session and don't get cut off okay all right let's do this social media entrepreneur facing 20 years in jail for trying to muscle a domain name Oh, shit. An emerging entrepreneur, seemingly on the fast track for success, is now facing 20 years behind bars after he was convicted of threatening to harm an innocent domain holder for refusing to release the domain. We couldn't just make something else up? Rossi Lorathio Adams II, 26 years old, of State Snaps, was found guilty of charges last week. According to the Justice Department, state snaps features videos of women in thongs and bikinis partying it up uh in college with 1.5 million viewers uh followers state snaps urges people to snapshots and post on on the site to the catch under the catchphrase do it for state according to the washington post the incident began in june 2015 after adams went to the cedar rapids home of the victim listed in court filings as ed to request that he sell the domain name doitforstate.com adams owned do it for state number four but not the Mm for but he felt he needed the other name as well so he found an address for ed through godaddy's listing and showed up uninvited to the domain owner's home once there adam informed ed that he wanted to buy the do it for state domain but ed said it was not for sale from that point on court documents say adams continued to pressure ed to sell the site at one point ed said he would sell it for twenty thousand dollars but adams thought that amount was too high when adams sent one of ed's friends a message with a gun emoji prosecutors wrote in court oh so then he sent a his one of the guy's friends who had the domain a message with a gun emoji in may 2017 this is now like two years later 
adams went again to ed's house when his brother answered the door adams simultaneously simulated uh punching by punching his fist into his hand before stating i'm here to, to for the name whatever it takes i'm not leaving without it so he showed up like full force in house party mm-hmm. still didn't get the domain name finally in june 2017 a full two years after this started adams orchestrated an incident at ed's house that turned bloody over a fucking domain name uh adams enlisted the help of his cousin sherman hopkins jr a felon to help him get the website domain adams is charged with giving hopkins a stolen gun a taser and written instructions to get e ej they put it in this one okay to transfer the domain name into adams GoDaddy account hopkins broke into ed's house using pantyhose sunglasses and a hat to obscure his face hopkins bust hopkins busted down ed's bedroom door and pulled ed at gunpoint to his computer to begin transferring the domain name all while pistol whipping him and using the taser and threatening to further harm him if he notified police the two men got into a tussle and ed twisted the gun from hopkins and shot him several times in the chest before calling 911 hopkins survived his injuries but was charged by police he was sentenced to 20 years in prison last june after pleading guilty to one count of interference with commerce by threats of violence imagine what are you in for trying to get get a domain name like you do it for state now you doing a state bid nigga like what are you doing uh adams now faces the same sentence plus to a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine after he was convicted last week karen guess the race of rossi Larathio adams the second everybody sounds white everybody sounds white to karen let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe dude bro white q what white nonsense is this meme only a white man can make virtual colonize and real life violent white when the title goes wrong white 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 dot com on everything columbus as white black went three times this some whiteness 80s b movie white white so it looks like everybody went with white on this one except for one person and everybody is absolutely wrong he's black what I demand a recount. What's happening here? And for the one person that got it right. <laughs> you get the golf clap because nobody else saw that shit coming. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Three Roth- times. Lorathio Adams the second. I guess Lorathio could have been a giveaway, but I thought it was like some Greek shit. Who knows? Over a domain name. Domain name, dog. Domain thugging roll up on that http bitch you about, to, you about to put that shit in my GoDaddy account i know that much if i put the put the chopper to your ass man that's a lot of pressure <laughs> over a domain name fam yes we putting out the gats over domains now pistol whipping them right 1.5 million followers ain't worth all that fam i'm sorry Mm-mm all right let's get out of here with some sore ratchetness (laughs) 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 (laughs)
a brainerd man threatens victim with sword and uh according to the criminal complaint brainerd police are called at 1 p.m february 16th to an apartment in brainerd regarding a disturbance between known men the victim stated storstad had headbutted him they never introduced Storstad before this what is what is happening uh, who wrote uh, this uh, and obviously talk- that's what happened when you buy your editors and officer talked to the victim who explained he was standing in the kitchen when he and Storstad got into an argument. Storstad then struck the victim's face with his forehead. Storstad then withdrew a sword from a sheath that was near the kitchen. The victim stated he put his cell phone in his pocket and walked toward the bathroom and shut the door. Storstad followed him with the sword stating, if you call the cops, I'll kill you. I mean, you got a sword and I mean, it feels like I need to call them either way. I'm dying. While in the bathroom, the victim called the law, law enforcement and Storstad immediately began to calm down. Storstad has multiple prior convictions, one for domestic violence in 2015, another for making terroristic threats in 2010. He was also charged January 28th with felony domestic assault. Oh, mm, the trifecta. According to court records, this incident involved the same victim. When the two were physically fighting, the complaint state Storstad punched him multiple times in the head and also kicked him a few times. On February 20th, Storstad was released from the Crow Wing County Jail and must not leave the state. Possess any firearms or ammunitions, have contact with the victim, possess any alcohol or drugs, and must make future court hearings. They didn't even say he couldn't have a sword. Did y'all notice that? Right? Everything else, though. You can't have a gun, but you can still have a sword. Can't do drugs. He's in jail. He's in your custody because of the sword we don't take it seriously in this country no we don't all right guys we'll be back uh wednesday we are doing our game of thrones recap with jamel hill uh tomorrow we may or may not have a show we're gonna be a guest on another podcast and depending on the timing of that depends on right whether or not we do a show tomorrow mm-hmm. uh so until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.